MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here solo for the final hour until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon as we get set for week eight of the NFL season kicking off tonight. Not the most exciting game as the Vikings host the Redskins who look for their second win of the season. Their only win came against the Miami Dolphins. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron 88. Check out my work full-time fantasy.com as well as si.com slash fantasy up on sports illustrated today. I have my week eight sneaky starts on uh, full-time. You can find the fantasy football week eight, Thursday night football preview between the Redskins and Vikings, the week eight IDP surprise players. If you play in individual defensive player leagues, uh, also you can uh, check out the week eight projections, which are up now. And uh, the man that powers those Sean Childs will join me at three forty PM Eastern. Uh, but the phone lines are open and we got Mark in New York on the line. Mark, what's going on? Not much yourself. Pretty good, man. Hey, I just got a trade question to ask you. Okay. I've got Dev- Devontae Freeman, which he gets a lot of volume because he's the only running back in town. But I've been offered Austin Eckler. What do you think? For Freeman? Um, is it a PPR league? Yes. And pretty much that's all he's doing anymore. He's catching five, six passes out of the back, but he's still scoring a lot of points. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I, look, I know they're going to continue to roll with Gordon, but Eckler's been a force in this passing game, and uh, Atlanta's trending downward. This is a team that is not going to do anything this year. Matt Ryan, obviously a little banged up. He could play this week. Then they have a bye. Freeman hasn't looked great. Again, Freeman's most of his volume comes in the passing game, and this is a team that's going to be playing from behind. But uh, I think I'd take the skill set of Eckler here. It's close, but... 
Uh, I think I'm going to go with Eckler and hope that the Chargers continue to use him because he's been a weapon. Uh, last week, if you saw, lined up against the linebacker, easily beat him for a touchdown. So uh, yeah. I think I'd, I it's a lateral trade, but I, I, I do think Eckler's better. The only concern is there will be some weeks where maybe the volume's a little bit down. So, yes, is Freeman more of a lock to get volume every week? Yes, but... Uh, you know, he has not looked great either on the ground. You know, no, he has not, right. he hasn't, yeah. So they're kind of similar, and but Eckler is has the better skill set. So, uh, yeah, I could see making right. that trade. All right. Thank you. No problem. Uh, Have a good that, one. No problem. You too. Yeah, that's one of those trades where I go, oh, it's kind of a lateral move. I mean, Eckler is the better football player right now, but it's not only about that. A lot of it has to do with volume. And while Freeman is a little bit of a better bet to get the volume now, uh, who knows? I mean, I doubt the Chargers trade Melvin Gordon. I mean, I know that kind of has been floated out there, but maybe it's a possibility. Uh, you never know. But Eckler has just looked good. So even though he's not going to get a ton of carries, which I think is fine, because as we mentioned in the first hour, that offensive line has been a major problem. You know, as everyone crushes Melvin Gordon, and rightfully so, he hasn't looked good, but he's had no holes to run through. I mean, Eckler is averaging 3.6 yards per carry. So it's not like when Eckler's been given this opportunity uh, to run on the ground that he's lighting it up. It's one thing if Eckler is averaging 5.5 yards per carry and Melvin Gordon's at two, then you see it. But it's not like Eckler is getting it done anyway. And Eckler's skill set more is in the passing game. And you did see the Chargers at least use that, use him in that way last week. Uh, so, you know, you do have to feel uh, good about that. I want to take a look at some fab from last night before we start to get into some of the injury news. And, you know, we talk about this all the time and maybe it gets lost in some people. But uh, I'm looking at one of the high stakes leagues last night uh, for FFWC, the online championship draft that I did in Vegas. And it just goes to show you how you don't know from league to league what people are going to bid. Because if you look Last night across the board at Ty Johnson bids, they went, they were a lot. I mean, they were four or five, six hundred dollar bids. And it all comes down to how desperate you are for a running back, in my eyes. You know, I had a league where I had carry on Johnson. So I needed to get Ty Johnson because I don't I have Matt Breida, who's not even, you know, a he's a RB two. But obviously, there's going to be some weeks where the floor is kind of low because he's splitting, and mainly Tevin Coleman gets the bulk of the touches and the goal line looks. So I needed Ty Johnson that league, so I was more aggressive. Now, in this league, I I mean, could I use Ty Johnson? Yeah, I mean, a starting running back, because we're not even sure how he's going to fare. J.D. McKissick is there. I mean, last week, based on usage, they went mostly with Ty Johnson, and he's got a great matchup against the Giants this week. So... I put in a bid thinking like, all right, you know, this is probably not going to be enough. But if I get him at this price, sure, I'll start him this week. And this is probably the lowest I've seen him go, at least in the high stakes leagues. I mean, I'm in four FFWC online championship leagues. He was available in three of the four. And I won him in two of them. So this one, I got him for $243. And I'm a little surprised by that. Like, I thought he would go for more. I figured there's got to be a team specifically maybe the carry on Johnson owner, but there's got to be a team out there that needs a running back. And maybe this is a league where everyone doubted his talent, but I got him for 243. The runner up was 221. So if you would have called yesterday and said, hey, I'm going to put in a bid for carry for Ty Johnson of 243, I'd be like, mm, you probably are not going to get him. 
not bad, but you're probably not going to get them. And I did it myself at 243 and got them. It just goes to show you just don't know. And that's why you always put in a bid. I don't care how much money you have left. Maybe you're to the point now where you have $114 left. Put in a bid. It doesn't have to be 114 obviously. But also keep in mind, at least in the high stakes leagues, the waiver wire, the last week is week 13. So we're running out of time to get that impact player. And I was going over the waiver wire last night in one league. It's a 12-team, 20 uh, roster draft. And I was going over the waiver wire pickups this year in that league. There have not been a lot of good pickups this year. Now, maybe you're listening and you're a league with 16 roster spots and you were able to pick up DJ Chark and Terry McLaurin. Yes, those guys were good. But in the leagues with 20 roster spots, for the most part, those guys weren't available. I think McLaurin was picked up in that league like right before the start of the year. There have not been a lot of huge waiver wire pickups this year that have had an impact week after week after week. We got one week out of Wayne Gallman, couple out of Demarcus Robinson. There just hasn't been. So you can sit there and wait and wait, and it might not happen. And I'm not saying Ty Johnson's going to be that guy either, but we know he has the possibility of being the starting running back for Detroit the rest of the year. So you can't just sit back with all the money. At some point, you got to spend it. But I'm going to take a look at some of the other waiver wire pickups in this league and some surprising low bids as well when we return to this full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ron is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can find all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. And if you have any questions, you can hit me up there on the message boards and the forums, whether it's trades, waiver wire pickups, lineup questions. We are there to help you out. And you can check out also si.com slash fantasy and my week eight sneaky starts article up there today. Sean Childs, full-time fantasy, will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. But taking a look at uh, Fab from last night, just to kind of give you guys an idea of how things can go. And sometimes it doesn't go according to plan. And uh, mentioned that I got Ty Johnson for 243. Runner up was 221 in one league. I was surprised at that. Deshaun Hamilton went for 112. I actually tied this bid. I also bid 112. I lost the tiebreaker. But I also picked up Preston Williams. Uh, drop in Marquise Goodwin, who obviously to me has very little value now with uh, Emmanuel Sanders there. For $88, there was no runner a bit. I mean, this is a 12-team, 20-roster spot. I understand, you know, it's Preston Williams, it's the Dolphins, but he's been pretty good, and they're going to throw a lot. So I was actually surprised no one had a runner a bid. Zach Pascal went for 33 with no runner a bid. Uh, DeAndre Washington was picked up for 24. We mentioned uh, Josh Jacobs dealing with a shoulder issue. We'll see about that. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these other bids that were no runner or bids. I mean, JD McKissick went for five dollars with no runner or bid. I had a way higher bid than that, but obviously my priorities were higher up. So I was stunned. So basically, there was about 12, 13 waiver wire claims in this league with only three runner or bids. So I don't know what was going on in this league. I don't know if everyone felt their roster was good or they were just sleeping, but I was actually very, very stunned by that. So that's why I always say, because I think a lot of people either go, oh, I don't have enough money. Look at all the money that's left. And they kind of don't put in these bids. But, you know, always look at what people have left. And if there are a couple teams that have like 900 plus bucks left at this point, they just might not be following it that closely. Or maybe their team is loaded. So I'm looking here at a league uh, team with 993, 983. So they're clearly not doing much. And then you have other teams in the league with 79, 24, $20. So you could see the disparity there. And I always like to look at what people have left when I'm uh, doing my uh, blind bidding. I might even look like to see, okay, you know, uh, the carry on Johnson owner to see how much money they have to see if they're going to be aggressive on uh, a Ty Johnson. 
So the league that I had carry on Johnson and really not much else, I felt like I kind of had to get Ty Johnson and I had, I think I had like 760 left. So I bid 424 on Ty Johnson and got him. The runner up bid was 300. Never bid an even number like that. So many people do it. Don't bid 300. Because what if someone else went 300 and you lose the tiebreaker? You know, go 302, 303. It's a common mistake that a lot of people make. You know, when I'm looking at the winning bids here, 424, 81, 48, 44, 37, 33, 17. That's how you should do it. You can't do an even number. It's just, that's another thing you have to learn how to do in FAB. Don't do this 300, 350. And I see it done constantly because that is a common number that people are going to use. And if you lose the tiebreaker, you're going to be really pissed off at yourself saying, oh man, if I just went another dollar or two, I would have had them. So that's why you don't do that. Uh, and yet I see it done consistently. So, you know, this is another reason why when we talk about fab and how much to bid, it's really difficult to help people out because if someone just didn't give me any contacts and said, hey, I could really use Ty Johnson, how much should I go for? I'm like, all right, you know, spend X amount of your budget. But that kind of really doesn't help. You know, we can save 15, 20%, 20, 25. At this point of the year, it's different for everyone. It really comes down to your individual team. And especially knowing in this format, week 13 is the last week of FAB. And we have to get there. You know, if your team is fifth, sixth, seventh in points in the league, you got bye weeks, injuries, you can't sit around and wait and hold the money. You got to make a move. And again, Ty Johnson might not work out, but we know this of all the running backs available this week. He has the opportunity to potentially be the starting running back the rest of the year. And we did see last week, played 64% of the snaps and over 70% of the snaps once Carryon Johnson left the game. And he's got a great matchup this week against the Giants. And I do think you'll see a little J.D. McKissick as well. So I was able to get him. Uh, Geronimo Allison went for 81. Runner-up was 15. I also got Deshaun Hamilton for 48 in this league. See, and here's the difference. What did I tell you? In the other league, he went for 112. He goes for 48 here. And there was no runner-up bid. None. So... That's where sometimes you just don't know and every league is different. So the reason why my bid in this league was 48 compared to 112 was I didn't think I needed him as badly. So I was like, all right, I'll put in 48. And I didn't expect to get him. If you would have told me yesterday uh, you're going to get Hamilton at 48, I would have said no. Uh, there was another league where I had 800 bucks left and I went 178 on Hamilton and got him. So because I thought he was one of the better receivers there. And it's not a huge ceiling, but he's a PPR guy, you know, 555 for 60 uh, and, and potential for more with Emmanuel Sanders gone. Although that offense is not one that you love. Uh, Colts defense went for 44. OJ Howard, who we talked about, was dropped in this league. Someone picked him up for 37 bucks. There was no runner-up bid. Uh, a lot of, I don't see a lot of runner-up bids in, in this league either this week, man. I, I, it wasn't a great week for the waiver. J.D. McKissick went for $1 in this league, man. Like, really? Oh, I, McKissick can catch four or five passes a game. He could still have a role. And he looks pretty good when he gets the football. So it's definitely surprising sometimes when you look at uh, some of the results uh, in FAB. Uh, and it's good to look. This is a similar format for those last two. And you could see the differences. And I'll, I'll give you kind of one more uh, to, to paint a picture here of, uh, you know, what these guys went for. This league, Ty Johnson went for 456. The runner-up was 389. So, and I was able to get him at one for 243. And then I, I mentioned McKissick before, right? $5 and 
This league, J.D. McKissick, 167. So look at that range, 167, 5-1. And, and that's why I've always said one of the most difficult things to explain to people in fantasy is fab. How much to bid, and you kind of have to look at your league. The first few weeks will give you an idea, although some teams are going to be very aggressive, others won't. I mean, we got $63 spent on a kicker in this league. Joey Sly, 63 bucks. The runner-up, 8 So uh, I picked up Pascal in this league for 62 Again, I don't love him, but uh, I had Devin Smith to drop. Who I didn't need. Runner-up was 23 here. So uh, you can see how fab just kind of varies. And again, this is a week where I not a lot of runner-up bids. So uh, you really have to kind of just get a feel for it. And sometimes you're going to be way off. You have to understand that. You, I don't think you could get mad at people who are giving you recommendations on fab because sometimes there are people in your league that just surprise and maybe someone's missed all the fab deadlines, have all this money, and they decide to blow the bank out. So it's one of those things that uh, I don't think anyone could really master. And uh, it's 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 not easy, man. It's something that you kind of have to get a feel for and get some experience. And I know everyone's sitting there saying, oh, 15, 20% on that guy. It really doesn't mean much. It really doesn't. You know, I'm sure, and I didn't even see, but I'm sure the Ty Johnsons this week, oh, 15, 20%, 2025. You aren't getting him in the high stakes leagues with that. Outside of the one where I did for 243. But, you know, I went for 24 and one, and then he went for like 469 another. And I seen other leagues where he was like five, six, seven hundred bucks. So it all depends on how bad the owner needs them, how much money they have left. But I will say this when you are doing your fab bids now, and I do this in all my leagues, I look and see how much money people have left and kind of gauge accordingly. And of course, there's going to be a couple of owners who don't really use fab that much. I don't know why. I don't know if they missed the deadline, they forget. But uh, even in the high stakes leagues, there's a couple leagues in my couple teams in my league with over 900 bucks left. I mean, at this point, you shouldn't have that much money left. Like, what are you waiting for? We only got a few leagues left. And now, look, we could I could sit here next week and there could be like a huge running back that is really talented. All of a sudden, that's on the waiver wire, and that guy's going to go. See, I told you, I waited, and now I'm going to get this guy for 650 or whatever because no one else has that money. And that's another thing too. If you do have a lot of money left right now. Say you are at 9-12 because for some reason your team's good, you've lost out on bids, you've had bad luck, whatever it is. And then the next team in your league right now has like 548 left. You're in the driver's seat because if some big star comes out next week, you bid 549 and you got them. And you still have a good amount of money left. So very important to take a look at what people have left at this point in the season as the weeks dwindle down. And we have less opportunity to use that fab, especially in the high stakes leagues. When we return, we'll go over some of the injury news. So another big week of players that uh, could be back this week, though, and others we're not so sure. We'll break it down next. Full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and 
and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. I'll be joined by Sean Childs from Full-Time Fantasy in the next segment. He's also one of the top high-stakes players around, so you want to stay tuned for that. The NBA season is underway, and you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition using DailyRoto.com. Compete with the pros on FanDuel and DraftKings with the DailyRoto.com optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS. Plus, you'll get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to get your 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Let's take a look at some of the injury news here. Uh, Thursday afternoon, we get an idea of maybe the direction some players are headed but it just kind of alerts you to what you should do and whether you should have a contingency plan. We'll obviously have a better idea after Friday's practice report, uh, but Delaney Walker did not practice today. He's dealing with an ankle issue. He played, I think, five snaps last week and had to leave 
And we know he can play through injuries, but uh, you have to be a little bit concerned right now if you have Delaney Walker. And if he is out, I like Jono Smith as a streamer this week. You know, he has big play potential. So this could be a guy that you're looking to pick up off your waiver wire Friday night. If you're in the high stakes leagues, he could be out there if you have an issue at tight end. And we hopefully should have more clarity tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't practice and they say he's a game time decision. But you would have to be worried about Delaney Walker since he wasn't able to last in last week's game. And Smith has big play potential and a good matchup against the Bucs. Uh, he had three catches for over 60 yards last week, and he's had a couple of big plays this year. And I expect the Titans to come out and be aggressive again, as Ryan Tannehill showed last week, 302 passing yards. And the Bucs have been really bad this year against the pass. I mean, they have been so good against the run. It's insane. You go look and see who they've played this year, and they've shut down McCaffrey twice. They held Kamara, I believe, to 62 yards rushing off the top of my head. They have been really good against the run, but they've been so bad against the pass. So I expect Derrick Henry to get his touches. Tennessee's not going to abandon the run, but this could be a week where Henry gets 20 carries for 50 yards, and what you have to hope for is he finds the end zone. I have Derrick Henry in two leagues. I'm starting him. Again, the volume's going to be there, and it's Derrick Henry. It's possible Tennessee moves the ball via the pass, suddenly get down to the two, and they hand it off to Henry, and he gets in the end zone. So he's still going to be a solid play. I'm not using him in DFS, but season long, yes. But uh, keep an eye there on uh, John Smith. Uh, Patrick Mahomes took the second team reps in practice today. He took the fourth team reps on Wednesday. So they're saying that he looks good, but I'd be stunned to see him play, man. It's just, I guess we cannot rule it out. Now, the problem is, if you're a Mahomes owner, the game is Sunday night. So what if they say he's a game time decision? And I don't think that's going to be the case. Look, they cannot push this guy. All right. He already played with a high ankle sprain. And found a way to be productive. But he was clearly not 100%. Can you imagine if he goes out there and gets hurt again? Andy Reid would have to leave this country. It can't happen. So I don't think he plays. We probably, I would think, get a decision tomorrow or at least Sunday morning. But I doubt he plays. So, yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe he's got this miracle recovery and he's fine. But the problem is, you know, he scrambles and moves. You know, I think they said Matthew Stafford had a similar injury and was able to to come back and not miss a lot of time. But Mahomes just relies on setting his feet, moving around. So I'd be stunned by this. So if you are a Mahomes owner, I think you're already prepared to have someone else in place. Hopefully you already picked them up. But I just can't imagine that that he that he plays. But we'll, we'll figure out more tomorrow. David Johnson not seen at the open portion of practice today, so it doesn't look like he's going to play at this point. You know, they went out and they signed Zach Center, Alfred Morris, and I don't expect those guys to be uh, playing a role. I think they were more insurance policies. Remember, their third string quarterback DJ Foster also sat last week, so you're probably looking at Chase Edmonds again, and not a great matchup here against the Saints, but you're going to play Chase Evans for the most part if you have him. Now, I could see people in more shallow formats. You know, you have Chase Edmonds and you picked him up maybe two, three weeks ago and you're loaded at running back. Maybe there's scenarios, I don't know, because there's, can you have Fournette, Cook, and uh, Jacobs 
And you have Edmonds? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you don't play him there if you can only play three. But uh, he's an RB2 this week because uh, the volume is going to be there. And you got to think at least they get him involved in the passing game. So I have Chase Edmonds in three or four leagues. Uh, I will be playing him this week in my lineup. Speaking of Josh Jacobs, did not practice yesterday with a shoulder issue. And he was not seen at the start of practice today. So this sucks because, and I don't have him. And Jacobs has been really good this year, man. He really has. Uh, 554 rushing yards, 641 yards from scrimmage. So if he's out, it would be DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard. uh forming a tandem there so you know those guys could be looked at in deeper formats if you're desperate this week and you know there are people maybe in 14 team leagues or high stakes leagues with a lot of roster spots where you may play one of those guys i mean i know i have a couple leagues where uh those guys might not look terrible in my lineup because i'm hurting uh tyrell williams though good news on him he practiced yesterday he's back today so you would think he plays you know uh, now this game is 4 25 p.m eastern on Sunday afternoon, so keep that in mind. Uh, plantar fasciitis is very painful. I mean, I spoke to a lot of people who have it, and they said it is painful. It could flare up at any time, so let's see how he fares. Matt Ryan did not practice today, so it's two days in a row he hasn't practiced. Uh, they are they make it seem like he's going to start. Uh, he's got a consecutive game streak that he's looking to keep alive. So 154 he's looking to get it to, so... I'm sure that's a big deal for a player, but Atlanta has a bye next week, and Ryan looked like he was limping pretty badly, so I don't think we're going to know about this until maybe tomorrow. A.J. Green has been ruled out for week eight, so that means the earliest he can return, if he's still on the Bengals, is week 10, because the Bengals have a bye next week. So this is a case of, you know, uh, the Bengals never put him on injured reserve. At this point, they should have. Now, whether he didn't heal as quickly, he didn't want to push it. Uh, you know, AJ Green owners uh, are feeling pretty bad right now. Uh, and again, I said this in the summer: wasn't drafting AJ Green in the fourth, fifth round because you just didn't know when he was going to return. And this is the this is the negative. See, a lot of times when we're doing drafts and a player is hurt, people have the optimistic outcome. Oh well, he could be back uh, after two games. Remember, that's what people were saying: he could be back after two games. But you have to always take into account that the timetable could be optimistic, that the injury doesn't heal as well, and it takes longer. So that's the risk of taking those players. And I did not think that was enough of a discount. Fourth, fifth round on AJ Green? No. Uh, only have him in one league. That was round nine, and we had IR spots, and it was early August. And I've been able to survive so far. I mean, if he comes back, it's a big boost, but... Uh, I was not taking him in a league with no IR spots around four or five. So if you did that, learn learn a lesson. That's what we're doing here. Even the best players, you learn lessons to improve your game the following season. And if you got too aggressive and your eyes lit up and you took A.J. Green, uh, hopefully you're still staying afloat. Maybe you got some players late. Uh, Devontae Adams did not practice today. So uh, Matt LaFleur, coach of the Packers, said Adams uh, could be a game-time decision. Problem here is that game is Sunday night. So I have Devontae Adams in two leagues, not looking forward to this. My guess is he doesn't play. Uh, There's no need to push this guy. I mean, as much as I'd love to have him on two of my fantasy teams right now. Packers are 6-1. and They're playing well, and, you know, you you have him sit out an extra week, and maybe he plays the final week, uh, next week, in week nine. So it sucks because Devontae Adams was a first-round pick for many, many people. And uh, he's still not out. He's still not back. 
The Rams have ruled out Malcolm Brown for this week, so that means Daryl Henderson, I think, is a uh, deep sleeper this week. Uh, last week, he wasn't impressive. He had 11 carries, one reception against Atlanta, although Todd Gurley couldn't really do much against Atlanta on the ground either. Rams' offensive line is a problem, but they go against the Bengals this week in London, and the Bengals have just been horrific against the run. So... Todd Gurley is not a guy just that that gets, you know, 25 touches anymore. Uh, and the Rams are favored by double digits. Uh, so this could be a game again where Henderson gets double-digit touches. So I think I only have him in one in the league. Uh, I think it's the four, it's a 14-team league. So uh, I think I have him in there right now. I have to look. Actually, I don't know. It's going to depend on Alvin Kamara because I think I have Latavius Murray in that league and Chase Edmonds. So... I do think Henderson's in play, though, in deeper formats this week because uh, now we know for sure that uh, you know he will be backing up uh, Todd Gurley. Sterling Shepard is unlikely to play this week against the Lions, and I think we all expected that. He was limited in practice today, but he's still in the concussion protocol. Remember, this is his second concussion of the season, so they are not going to mess around with Sterling Shepard. They have to be absolutely sure that he is good to go. Uh, as the Giants take on the Lions this week. O.J. Howard did not practice today with a hamstring injury. He was limited yesterday. So this is just uh, another another story, another chapter in the O.J. Howard frustration. And uh, I, I liked Howard a lot this year. Really did. I thought he was going to have a big year. And uh, I guess I got lucky to only get him in one league. Now, it was a 14-team league. And I was riding with him every week until last week because he was on by and I cut him. Uh, and I, I understand. I mean, look, in shallow formats, it's easy. You can cut them. But when you're talking 20 round, 20 roster spots, it, it's kind of tough. But we are to the point where, look, he has not been productive. So that could open it up for Cameron Brait this week if we know Howard is out because the Titans have really struggled against the tight end this year. So Cameron Brait could enter the streaming conversation this week if O.J. Howard is out. Uh, it's crazy because uh, Howard has four, 18 targets in the air. Brait has 14, and Brait has two touchdowns. Howard has none. And Chris Herndon limited in practice today. There's a shot that he could be back this week for the Jets. When we return, I'll be joined by Sean Childs from FullTimeFantasy.com. That is next here on Full-Time Fantasy, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. On a Thursday afternoon, you could check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. The week eight projections are up. Obviously, they'll be tweaked and changed based on all the injury news that filters out over the next couple of days. So you can keep checking that up until game time on Sunday for the latest updates. You could also check out all the articles there. Uh, I will have my deep sleeper article up for tomorrow on fulltimefantasy.com. We have the week eight Thursday night football preview between the Redskins and Vikings. The week eight IDP surprise players. You know, a lot of people don't play in IDP leagues. I actually do one. I uh, used to do two, three a year. This year, only one, but it is fun. I don't think it's ever going to gain huge popularity. Uh, also, an article on players that you can drop, the valuations of the trades, as well as a uh, if you have any specific questions on the message boards and forums, you could check that out. Got a preview of the NFL showdown slate, too, for tonight as well. So you can check that out and also customize your rankings as well uh, on the site. And DFS, write-ups for DFS, the optimizer. So you could check all that out and check out my work, si.com slash fantasy. The week eight sneaky starts article is up today. And, you know, I think this is a week where there actually are some good options that if you are hurting that you can go look to the waiver wire. 
know, one of those guys that we talked about is Ryan Tannehill. And it's crazy to think we're sitting here in week eight. And who would have thought that the quarterback to unlock some of the value for the Titans wide receivers was Ryan Tannehill. But it just goes to show how bad Marcus Mariota was playing. And Mariota had a couple of games this year, too, where he had three touchdowns. And I think it was more a product of the opponent and who they played. But he was just didn't look confident. He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't taking shots down the field. So I think that was the, the big issue with Mariota. And it just got to the point where the Titans needed to do something. Because the AFC is really not that strong. And if Tennessee can get on a roll, they actually do have a shot to make the playoffs. And in the NFC, it wouldn't happen. It's going to be much more difficult to get into the postseason in the NFC with the teams that are there. Whereas in the AFC, it's not the case, you know, especially when you have so many teams disappointing, like the Chargers, like the Browns. Uh, but Mariota had that three-touchdown game against Atlanta. I mean, that's how bad they are defensively. Think about that. We've all seen how bad Mariota's played this year. And he had three touchdowns against Atlanta in the first half. And then he also had three touchdowns against Cleveland in week one. Now, a lot of that was set up by turnovers, but he just played poorly and was very conservative uh, and was afraid to take chances. You know, he only had two interceptions on uh, on the season, which came in that uh, game where he was benched against Denver. And it's because he wasn't taking shots downfield. So this is good news for the receiving core. And Tannehill's not a bad start this week. You know, I, I think he's a borderline QB1. A lot of it is his ability to be aggressive. And he had 312 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception last week against the Chargers. And in replacing Mariota the week before, he was 13 of 16 for 144, did throw an interception. But this is a really good matchup here against the Buccaneers. We talked about it uh, in the previous segment where the Buccaneers are just stingy against the run, man. They're just not allowing anyone to do anything. I mean, they have shut down Christian McCaffrey twice. Twice. And McCaffrey has basically lit everyone else up this year. So they, they held Kamara down. I mean, 62 yards on the ground for Kamara. It's a nice job. So they, they've done a really good job. And this is a case of that they haven't just gone against these scrub running backs. I mean, McCaffrey twice, Kamara, though, that's, you know, two of the best backs in the NFL. So the way to beat the Buccaneers is to throw on them. And I think Tennessee's going to have to do that this week. So you could be looking at another solid game from Tannehill, maybe two touchdowns. Buccaneers allowing 318.5 passing yards per game. And they've allowed multiple touchdown passes in four straight games. So I expect them to, to do it again. Uh, I guess if you're really desperate, Mason Rudolph's not that bad. I mean, I'm using him in a super flex league this week over Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Rudolph is expected to return coming off the concussion. And, you know, he has not really been asked to do too much. It's crazy the way the game strip has fallen for them. Uh, he had that game against the Bengals where they just dinked and dunked, dinked and dunked, and also ran the Wildcat with Jalen Samuels. And that game, he had 229 yards and two touchdowns. And this is the Dolphins, man. So, you know, you do want to get Mason Rudolph some confidence. And I thought in that Bengals game, they would let him do more down the field. And they really didn't. I think he had like one pass to Deontay Johnson down the field. But this is a game where... You, know, you can get Juju Smith-Schuster going because you need him involved in this offense. He's been quiet. Uh, obviously, before the bye week, they had the huge lead against the Chargers. It was 21 nothing, and they had Devlin at quarterback, so they really didn't need to do anything in that game. So you kind of have to throw out those numbers. But I think this is a week they can get Mason Rudolph going. Maybe they get Juju 
a big game here and maybe get him to 100 yards. So the Dolphins have allowed every quarterback they faced to throw multiple touchdowns, and they've allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterback. So he's definitely in a good spot uh, this week as well. I think you could even, you know, if you have to, I think you can go to Benny Snell this week if you're desperate. I mean, obviously, it's not an ideal play. I don't want people to look like, oh, should I start Benny Snell over Royce Freeman? No, I'm not saying that. Uh, there was a scenario where I thought I was going to have to start Benny Snell. It was that league I told you where I had carry on Johnson. And if I didn't get Ty Johnson, I was going to have to start Benny Snell this week. I don't have to now. I can go with Ty Johnson and Matt Breida. Uh, but Benny Snell, uh, you know, if you're in a 14-team league or a 12-team league, I mean, the buys are not that bad this week. But maybe, maybe you do have Zeke and Ingram. Maybe you have Zeke and Ingram and your third back is a Matt Breida and you don't have another option. And you have Benny Snell. This could be a week where you go with Benny Snell. Because, you know, before the bye, he had 17 carries for 75 yards and a 14-yard catch. Now, that was against the Chargers. As I said, they got a 21-0 lead. But it's certainly possible that the script plays out that way this week. It's a 14.5-point favorites for the Steelers. They're coming off a bye. They're at home. And they probably feel like they might be able to make a run as well. You know, based on... uh, Trading for Mika Fitzpatrick, although, you know, that also was a player that they thought maybe could help them long term. But I think Snell definitely is in a position where maybe he gets double digit touches. And remember, James Conner had a quad injury in that week six game. He said he's fine and he should be good to go. But uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, he's He wasn't available in a lot of leagues. He was available. Uh, Kenny Stills, I'm talking about. He was only available in one league I was in. And that was a league with uh, six, uh, 16 roster spots. So, you know, not as deep as the 20, even though there's not much on the waiver wire. And I was a little surprised see Stills was out there. Uh, so I spent $16 on him and won him out of 100. I think I had 38 left. Uh, but I've been kind of hurting at wide receiver with injuries. Uh, that's the league I have A.J. Green, Michael Gallup on by, and Devontae Adams might not play. So I looked at it like I kind of need Stills this week. And I love the matchup this week for Kenny Stills. He's obviously going to see way more snaps now that Will Fuller is sidelined with a hamstring issue. He is week to week, and it's Will Fuller. He's had injuries, so I expect him to miss a good amount of time. And Stills is a good receiver, man. I've, I've written about Stills the last couple years. Was it last year or two years ago at Miami? And he didn't have the year I expected, uh, but he's a good receiver. And look, he was in Miami, so what do you expect? But now with Deshaun Watson taking shots downfield, I mean, he's in a good spot. And uh, you saw last week. Against the Colts, he had four receptions for 105 yards and five targets. And this week, gets the Raiders, man. Uh, the Raiders were just absolutely shredded by Green Bay last week. They traded Gary and Conley. They're really hurting on the defensive side of the football. And they have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers, including 10 touchdowns. The Raiders have allowed a ton of big plays. They lead the NFL allowing 32 plays of 20-plus yards. So I know he's going to be popular in DFS. But still, Kenny still is definitely in a good spot. And in your season-long leagues, I think you want to get him in there this week. Uh, the same with the Titans receivers. I think you could look at both of them. And we talked about the Buccaneers and how they're susceptible against the past. You know, Corey Davis was out of practice yesterday, but it turns out it was an illness. He's back today. Corey Davis is a hell of a wide receiver, man. Uh, had him in a lot of leagues last year, and he disappointed. I did shy away from him this year, though. I don't have him anywhere. He actually was available in one of my leagues last night. Uh, that's uh, 18 roster spots. So I was a little surprised he was out there. Uh, I did put in a bid to not get him because he wasn't a huge need. I put a bigger bid on Ty Johnson to not get him. He went for 38 out of 100. Uh, My bid was 12. Uh, 
because I, I had like 51 bucks left. So I didn't really need Ty Johnson in that league. And again, just because you don't need someone doesn't mean you don't bid on them. It just means you temper the expectation of your bet. So in that league where it's two running backs, two receivers, two flex, I start Fournette, Dalvin Cook. I got Chase Edmonds. I got Brita. So, yeah, Ty Johnson's not going to start over those guys. You want to make an argument for Brita? Sure. Got Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, no Devontae Adams, Gallup on by. So kind of didn't need him. You know, it's one thing if you need him for that week. So that's why the bid wasn't as high. And I figured maybe there was probably some team who sat back and had money that said, all right, I got to spend. And, you know, they need Ty Johnson to be in the lineup now. And that's the other thing, too. You know, we're to the point of the season now where team context is everything. You know, if you're sitting at three and four and record is important, it means more than total points. Yeah, you got to get a win. If you're two and five, you know, you basically need to win this week. Now, I do like the league setups where, you know, the total points really matter. And that's the great thing about the high stakes leagues. But I'm also in a 14 team league and I love that they did this. Uh, it's top three records, then the next three in points. And I, I got a really bad record, but my total points are not that bad. I'm actually not that far off out of a playoff spot. So um, I have work to be done still. Looking at it, let's see. Uh, it looks like. Uh, about 50, about 60 points out of a playoff spot. It's not that bad, man. Really not that bad. And a lot of things have gone wrong for me. And I got Saquon Barkley, Latavius Murray, Chase Edmonds. So certainly possible. And a quarterback situation is not bad. Allen and Winston, Steelers defense this week. So, you know, you get that one big week and you're right back in it. So team context also depends on what you're doing on the waiver wire. And remember, just because you're two and five, you're not done, man. I've seen it before. You win the next, you win out, or even if you lose one, you can get in at seven and six. So just don't give up. And, you know, too many people give up. I hate it, man. I've seen just people, you know, I was in a league where, and it's a decent buy in, man. And someone had like bye week guys in their lineup last week. Come on, man. That's disgraceful. I mean, you know, I'll take a win any way I can get it. And it wasn't against me, it was uh, against someone else who, got an easy win who I'm battling for first place, but it sucks, man. You know, some leagues have penalties for that. I don't know if you guys have any penalties for players that start bye weeks in your league. Let me know what they are. Hit me up on Twitter at Adam Ronas. Just curious what the penalty is. Uh, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do as a commissioner. I mean, in my leagues, I, I don't say anything, but you know, uh, there, maybe there should be a penalty for people who start players on bye weeks. It's just not fair to the rest of the league. I think uh, DK Metcalf's going to find the end zone this week. Uh, he had a really bad fumble last week if you were watching that game. Now, he did something that I don't think players do enough. I always look, when you're on the sideline, the ball that it's closest to the, the hand that's closest to the sideline, that's where the ball should be. And that's something I learned playing high school ball because if the ball is knocked out and it's in the hand closest to the sideline, a better chance it goes out of bounds. And that's what you want if you fumble. And Metcalf was trying to get the ball in the right hand and to in his left hand near the out of bounds, and he just fumbled it. It wasn't even a player knocking it out. It was a bad fumble, man, because it cost Seattle any opportunity to come back in that game as Baltimore scooped it up and took it to the house. But uh, Metcalf got a great matchup here against Atlanta. He has nine end zone targets on the season, and you know they're going to take shots downfield. 
So Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf haven't exactly been in sync. A lot of it is Metcalf because we've seen what Russell Wilson and Lockett do. But I do think this is a week where you can start DK Metcalf. It's a really great matchup, and I think he could find the end zone this week. So uh, he's not a player that you start every week, but I think he could be someone you get in the lineup this week. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. We'll look at the latest news as we continue full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back 
Here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a couple more minutes, wrapping it up on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, Catherine Terrell, who covers the Saints, tweeted, Alvin Kamara was at practice today with his helmet. Didn't see him do that much, although he did catch a pass from Drew Brees during individual drills that they only get to see about 20 minutes of practice and don't get to see team drills, so they're not sure how much he did. And she did not see Jared Cook, so... Uh, Josh Hill could be in play if you're desperate at tight end. Uh, it is Arizona against the tight end. Now, they did limit Evan Ingram last week to one reception, but Red Ellison still found the end zone. Two catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. So it's kind of another desperation play uh, at the tight end position if you want to go that route. Uh, we'll see about Drew Brees. It's looking like he's going to play. Um, but again, that's not... 100%. Well, I guess probably no more tomorrow because I know a lot of people were probably hoping to stream Teddy Bridgewater this week, but that's uncertain. I was getting questions on the message board about Bridgewater or Cousins. And look, Cousins is going tonight. He's got a good matchup. You got to play Cousins just because you don't know if Bridgewater is going to start. You don't want to risk if those are your two quarterbacks and now you got to cut someone else to get a third. Well, I guess you could always cut Bridgewater, but it all depends on what what's out there. You know, at this point, maybe some of the good quarterbacks are picked up. So, you know, Cousins got a good matchup tonight. It is against his former team. And the only risk with Cousins is, does he throw the ball 20, 25 times? But they haven't taken shots downfield. He's playing very well. And I got to think that they're going to let him uh, take some shots and digs should be open. Uh, I'm sure against his former team, he wants to, to put up some big numbers no matter what he says. So certainly a decent play. Christian Kirk, someone that we got to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play. It's looking like 50-50. He hasn't played three games. It's been a high ankle issue. They want to make sure that he is back. We did see Sammy Watkins return to practice yesterday, but without Patrick Mahomes, it's really not a good start here against Green Bay. And we know Watkins, even when Tyreek Hill was out, was kind of underwhelming. So if Pat Mahomes is out, I don't really see how you can have confidence going with Sammy Watkins. I know I have him in one league, and I do not plan on using him. Uh, also here, a uh, report from the Daily News. Sources say that the uh, Jets are looking to trade Robbie Anderson. Man, what a mess the Jets are. You got to hope Robbie Anderson lands in a good spot because his schedule the rest of the way is really good for the Jets. And I was looking up, but the Jets are just an absolute mess right now. That wraps it up here. You can find me fulltimefantasy.com, si.com slash fantasy. I'll be back Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.